0: Welcome to the first American Alliance football podcast right here on X106 Podcast, right here on all the platforms that you can get and reach our podcasting and everything else that we do put up on here. I'm your uh, assistant sports director, Kramer Sansom, here breaking down the American Alliance, my intake, my outtake here, what what will this uh, bring, and some scores, some all of that. Everything is the American Alliance that I'm going to be talking about. It's American Alliance football. Let's start off with the teams that have happened because the games just did took place. And some people don't know the teams yet. So there's some people who do. But if we start off in the, the let's start off with the Western Conference at first, we have the Arizona Hot Shop, Salt Lake, the, the Salt Lake Stallions. We also have the San, San Antonio Commanders and the San Diego Fleet. Over on the Eastern side is the Atlanta Legends, Birmingham Iron, Memphis Express, and Orlando Apollos. If my first intake on these names and teams is wow, these are completely different. Never heard of a team called the Iron Express. Is kind of cool uh, as it's a. It looks like a, their emblem is a, a plane. The Apollos is a, an archer. It looks like it's kind of cool because I feel like in Orlando Apollo is some type of person that's flying or something like that. Or I thought of the Apollo missions in Orlando, where NASA is located. So I thought the San Diego fleet. I kind of liked. I enjoyed that. Uh, I thought this is a team that I could possibly get around and watch a little bit. But then again, I saw the Salt Lake Stallions and I love the, the horse. I love the, the picture, the, the team colors and stuff like that. It just seemed like it was very, very cool and very fun to like get around. I know there's only, there's only eight teams, but this could expand if this does have a very good reputation right now. The AAF is pretty much like a development league. It's not affiliated with uh, the NFL, but it could possibly potentially sign people, uh, to the nfl maybe practice squads possibly a little bit of starting roles there are some uh, some players that did play in the nfl such as a few guys like denard robinson and trent richardson and they're on teams on here they've played uh, just these past two uh, two days because they had games on saturday and sunday which is very good i love the fact that they are streaming this live on their actual website uh, rather than if you want to if you have cable and stuff so this is a very good way to uh, market your team and market uh Market the AAF, and what they're doing right now is surprisingly very well. I caught a, a glimpse of the Commanders game and versus the Fleet, uh, and there was a lot of people like actually in the San Antonio uh, as they were all just rooting for their uh, the Commanders. This is a team now, a professional team um, in their uh, in their league. So, uh, in well, in their team that's representing this league. Uh, so let's just go on to our Saturday games. There's two games. They both played at the same time. We'll start off with the San Diego fleet taking on the San Antonio commanders. As this was a, a final score. San Antonio defeated the fleet 15 to six different kind of rules going on here. Um, they There's not really get that many kicking anymore. There is field goals, of course, but if you do get the, the touchdown, you have to go for two points and that's pretty much all you have to do. Uh, it's kind of cool, kind of different rule set. It's just something that people are just moving along, trying to have uh, something different-wise. But, uh, yeah, they, uh, Commanders won 16 to 5. I'm trying to get some more stats pulled up. It's like I'm trying to go off their website right now because I'm not very familiar with the names yet. But so far, me on the website, uh, stats, uh, it's not that great. Uh, and it's something that they could work on. There's a lot of stuff they have done right so far that I've noticed that uh, especially with their companion app, which is very interesting. I'll get more into that later, but if I can pull up some stats wise, cause I don't know first names, uh, I don't want to just go by rushing the entire t- not rushing by the last names, but, uh, if going to go off the total net yards, uh, 364 yards for the commanders and for the fleet was 295. So that's kind of a typical, uh, a typical rush, um, uh, total yards for like NFL. Like if you wanted to, uh, Bring that all together. There was a total of 99 yards for the fleet, rushing, 125 for the commanders. Throwing uh, a little bit different. Uh, There was a a lot of sacks given up by the fleet. They gave up six uh, compared to the three the commanders did. Uh, The the quarterback for the fleet only had 196 yards throwing. It's just uh, even though there was two quarterbacks that came into the game, 176 by their starting quarterback and uh, Nelson uh, is their backup had only 68 yards as a for the the, the commanders I should say Woodside uh, was 18 of 36 uh, throwing with uh, 255 yards he did throw two interceptions uh ball having zero touchdown thrown this was a more ground and pound type of game the kicker for like um for the fleet had all six points as uh, it was just a uh, not very good on the on the offensive side for the fleet. Uh, two rushing well one rushing touchdown uh, for the commanders and the rest were field goal attempts. So it's uh, a little bit of a different football side compared to others, but uh, yeah, the fleet uh, lost fifteen to six against the commanders, moving on to the next game. Hopefully the game stats work a little bit better right here. Not not that particularly well as final score is the Apollos 40, Legends 6. So the Legends had two, two field goals on this. Uh, let's go to the net yards uh, for offensive side. Uh, total yards for the Apollos of 363 yards, 137 on the ground, 226 throwing. There was 2 touched touch—not two touchdowns, two uh, two quarterbacks for for the legends, the Atlanta Legends, and uh, a total thrown three interceptions. wasn't that great. to uh, Gilbert for for these uh, these teams' names are just uh, trying to get stuck in my head. Um, for the Apollos, went fifteen for twenty five, two hundred twenty seven yards, throwing two touchdowns, did not throw an interception, which was very impressive. But yeah, this is a, a very different type of type of a team going on different type of game denard Robinson did have five attempts on three yards for the legends uh, some guy that i've grew up watching because he went through the michigan uh, wolverines drafted to the jacksonville jaguars really didn't do much in jacksonville had a total had a, a season where he went over 500 yards rushing but uh, going with the atlanta legends only had six points compared to the apollos 40 Defense really wasn't a factor. This uh, this Legends team uh, may not be the greatest, but it's uh, I mean it's a team in the AAF, uh, so you really can't fault them on that. Uh, something different. Uh, so we'll go to move on to the Sunday games, which one game was very competitive towards the end, but then it kind of went out of hand a little bit. The Hot Shots defeated the Stallions thirty eight to twenty two. As uh, going with uh, going with uh, the. Of Course going back into stats wise net yards 416 yards for the hot shots compared to 240 from the stallions 152 yards passing for the stallions but 267 yards passing for the hot shots. Uh, their quarterback for the hot shots, uh, Wolford, have had 275 yards on 18 completions out of 29. He did throw four touchdowns. He was sacked twice, but a very good a showing by uh, Wolford. Uh, the two quarterbacks uh, represented the res- represented the Stallions uh, with uh, Woodrum and line Linen. Excuse me. And just wasn't that great. They combined through with two combined total two interceptions, both throwing also a touchdown. Just wasn't a very good effort. Uh, but it was just a v- very different football game. Though it was more of a impactful not ground and pound because the only the stallions only had 88 yards rushing but the 149 yards were rushing by the hot shots uh kind of uh, kind of stood out there shockingly because everybody at least had two guys were over 40 yards rushing for the hot shots but it was just uh this is gonna be a lot of different football going on a uh, very different style of playing you might see more quarterbacks come in, kind of like just to change things up. maybe there's more of a a rotation going on with these guys in this uh, in the AAF. So it's not a different football. I just i I do enjoy their website though, and I do like it, but the stats need to be a little bit better. I need to be able to click on player names, profile names to make me understand this a little bit more. Now on to the final game that happens Sunday night as well. It was the Memphis Express taking on the Birmingham Iron. The Iron won twenty six to zero. It wasn't a uh, wasn't a very good offensive showing at all for the Iron, as they had a total net of two hundred and twenty two yards, three hundred and twenty seven for the Iron. The rushing yards compared to each other, though, the it seemed like the seemed like the Express had a more rushing attack, but uh, the rushing attack for the Iron was led by former NFL. A running back uh, Trent Richardson had 58 yards on 23 attempts did score two touchdowns he is the only player in AAF and NFL history to be colorblind and score a touchdown for two different leagues so that's uh, congratulations to Trent Richardson hopefully he can just have fun in the AAF play some football keep playing football because he's his time uh, time in the NFL was too short I mean that's a uh, lack of worth ethic and getting beat out though, because the NFL is very competitive and I could see that in the future coming to the AAF uh, out of college, possibly out of high school, not sure if they can do that yet. Not sure on the rules and what could possibly happen for them. There could be a different uh, setting going wise for the AAF, but it's kind of cool to uh, know that there's another football league going on. Do I think this will last? I actually do believe this will last because I can see people can getting behind teams that, such as the Birmingham Iron or the um, Memphis uh, Memphis Express or Orlando even even San Antonio and Salt Lake these are these teams I just mentioned off those five teams do not have an NFL team in their city besides Arizona as you got San Diego well not San Diego does not have one either so you also have so Arizona and Atlanta the only two teams that have an NFL team in their city even though Arizona is is in uh, Tucson. So the physical Arizona area, this is a very good thing that the AAF is doing. So you can get more people around, more people into the cities. It's just a very good experience and a very good way to draw in more attention for people to back around a home basis, which I thoroughly enjoy. And I feel like that's the, the smart thing to do if you're the American Alliance football. This is... I, I'm excited for this. This is going to be something different for me. This is a, I might watch a little bit. I've already watched a few games. Watched a, I watched, try to watch it as much as I can, but it's not like one of my priorities to watch is the American Alliance Football. I know I've enjoyed, I'm joined to enjoy when the XFL comes back. Will the XFL last longer than the AAF? Not sure. There, there's this, it's just the money situation. But there is a lot of people, a lot of former NFL players backing the AAF, and it can possibly grow into something bigger. Which I'm hoping it does because it seems like it would be a very good outlet for teams, uh, for players to not like go to an off season. So, of course, NFL players contractually obligated to not play in this. But say if you're a free agent coming to the AAF when the season's over, with go free agent for that and then sign with the NFL team. It's a great possible way to do that to to enjoy not like an off season, but. I'm a, I'm a baseball junkie, so there's always the Winter Leagues. This could be the, the Winter League, quote-unquote, for NFL. is signing a contract here and not. And if you're a free agent coming out of the NFL, just to keep, uh, to keep it on your A game and not to get rusty and all that, which it, I don't know if that could be something that could happen, but it's a very possible chance. I mean, of course, the AAF is going to be uh, competing with the XFL because they're going to be going at the exact same time. What the XFL should do is see what the AAF is doing and try to do it better, or do something that they're not doing and do it better. I know there's more rules going on with the XFL rather than the American Lions football. It's just just a different sport. I know it's odd saying it's a different sport because it's both football. There's a lot of things going on into the AAF that's maybe might be a little bit better than the XFL and what they're trying to do. Some things that I do like so far that the AAF is doing... Is their mobile app companion app that they have? It's just it's their actual app. So it's American Alliance Football, and uh, it's on the iOS. Uh, and there's I'm, I'm not sure if it's on any other platform. Maybe Android. Also says so Android on on their website. But when I'm loading this thing up, it's very. I like the color scheme. I like the color scheme. All this, all the colors pop out. There's a lot of colors that I don't see that I never really. I thought, oh, those that orange and uh, that dark uh, dark blue and that orange goes together for the Apollos, or for Memphis's uh, red and uh, red and dark blue, or Birmingham Iron, which is just an iron-looking color. It's gray and black, which is kind of cool. The, the Arizona Hot Shots uniforms look pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie. And yeah, it's uh, the TV deals here as well uh, with TNT. They use the NFL Network, which is pretty cool. I like how the NFL Network is helping them. And CBS uh, as well. But they also stream this live on, uh, stream them live on their website. But their, their app I'm going to go back to is, during a game, you can follow the game live on your mobile phone. And you can like not bet, but say, hey, this might be a run play. This might be a pass play to this player, a run play with this player, um, a handoff or something like that. So, and you can get like, based on your scoring points, you can score points that way to be more interactive in the in with uh, with the football game, which is very cool. And it gives you like you're like not saying like you're a coaching ability, but you understand what's going on. Say, hey, I'm watching this. I see how the defense is lined up. Maybe I should throw it to this player. Maybe I should just opt to a run play. And it's really cool. I don't understand how they track this, which I'm assuming this is what my brain logic to because it's all live. It's all it all just shows is like a little helmet running around, um, not physically running around, just moving around. And I don't know if there's like a a little GPS tracker on the player. That's it would be kind of cool, like putting it in their helmets. They already have, like, of course, uh, quarterbacks. uh, Can you listen to the to the coach uh, by the 15 second clock? um, uh, 15 seconds on the clock, and the, the the feed gets shut off. But how they have this track, they even have the football. There's something in the football, probably. I'm not sure. But the way that this is, it's very up to date and very fast. Because I did use it to. From, uh, it was during the, I'm trying to think remember the game was. Um, gosh, I don't know off the top of my head. What was the game? <laughs> uh, San Antonio uh, taking on, it was the San Antonio uh, taking on San Diego. And I, I used it. I mean, of course, I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. This makes a lot more sense now. And I would not be surprised if you, I can see the NFL doing this at some point. Uh, for I mean, of course, with gambling wise, this may be, not good for that but it's kind of cool to see an app that's being able to do this and me being more interactive with the sport rather than me just watching of course I'm more interactive with the NFL uh, if I have a fantasy player going someone to typically watch that game watch that player but this is a thing where I can watch one game like bet pretty much bet and level up wise because there's like a leveling up system because if you get so many points right so you get so many plays right you level up which is kind of um, uh, interesting how that works but it's a very good way to help integrate more people into it to more of like a game style. And you can just watch it on your phone. You don't even have to watch the game and par se and like the actual on the, on TV or the internet. So it's kind of interesting. So I'm going to take a look at also how I love how starter is kind of helping out with, uh, with uniforms look branding wise, logo wise on the, and helping out with uh, apparel Starter I enjoyed the brand so much. I used to wear a lot of Starter stuff uh, when it's uh, I haven't seen much of it now. But I do enjoy that Starter still sticking around and helping the AAF. Now, I'll, I'll do some pickems here uh, for this coming uh, week because uh, it's I, th- I just really like how it's two games one night, two games the next night, sa- Saturday and Sunday. It's perfect timing. And now it's uh, sometimes they're going back to 1 o'clock and then 7 o'clock and then 3 o'clock and then 7 o'clock on si- Sunday. But uh, if I do a pick-em's uh, pick thing for taking a look at how uh, Salt Lake uh, did last week against uh, Birmingham, that's this game, that's the first game coming up. I might just take stick with Birmingham because they did put up 26 points. But Salt Lake did put up 22 against the Hot Shots last week. Uh, I'm going with Birmingham on this one. So uh, Birmingham ironed for me on that first game. Yeah, the Arizona Hot Shots taking on the Memphis Express. Express did not have a great showing at all in the Hot Shots. It seemed like their quarterback was pretty darn good, so I'm going with Arizona on this one. So those are the two Saturday games uh, that I'm picking. For the Sunday games, it's Orlando-Apollos taking on the San Antonio Commanders. A, both teams are are 1-0. and I feel like the Apollo-Orlandos are going to... Orlando-Apollos, I should say, are going to beat the San Antonio Commanders, even though it is going to be in the Alamo Dome. It's going to be a very packed place. It was it was really interesting and cool to see that how packed that was, how how the fans were... A lot of fans were there and attendance to watch this game. Who knows? The Commanders might... Uh, fan base might uh, outdo the Apollos and uh, the San Antonio wins, but I'm going with the Apollos. Then with the Atlanta taking on Atlanta legends, taking on the San Diego fleet. I'm going with the fleet on this one. The fleet might be my team or the stallions. I, I don't know. It's uh, kind of hard. I'll pick a team right now for the Western and Eastern conference. After I pick who wins this game, I'm going to go San Diego. They're going to be home against the uh, legends. Legends did not look so good. Neither did the fleet. They both uh, scored a uh, six points last game. So it might end in a tie, which I don't think it does end in ties. And the AAF, uh, but if I were to pick a Western Conference team out of Arizona, Salt Lake, San Antonio, and San Diego, give me Salt Lake. And between the Eastern Conference, the Atlanta, Birmingham, Memphis, Orlando, uh, uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Bernard Robertson plays for Atlanta, but I hate to give, me, uh, give me the iron. I'll take the iron on that one. But that will do it here for this American Alliance football uh, experience podcast, I say. Who knows how long the AAF uh, sticks around? Who knows if I redo another podcast like this? But uh, thanks, uh, thanks for listening. As if you did stick around for all twenty minutes of this, uh, I'm your I am your host from this. Uh, your KZLX assistant sports director, Kramer Sandstone, and you have a wonderful day.